story. Welcome back to another episode of Pilot Boys. My name is Caesar. What's up? Hey. What's up? What's up? How you doing? <laughs> I'm good. Welcome back. It's been a minute. I mean, it's been two weeks. Has it? About, yeah. Well, we skipped one week. Mm. But then we skipped another two weeks before that. So today we're doing, <laughs> we're back, and we're doing another roundup because we watched a bunch of shit. And we didn't have time to just cover them one on by a single one. episode. Yeah. So today we're doing White Lotus, the mm-hmm. new HBO Max. I don't know if it's HBO or HBO Max. I think there's a difference. I, I like really Mayor don't know. was in an HBO Max show. Oh, really? Yeah. It might be HBO Max. I don't know. Then we're doing Sexy Beast, the new Netflix reality TV show about about dating crazies. Dating. About blind dates. You know, I have to say, that show is very misleading. I thought it was like, this is how these people are. Like, this is their kink. And like, this is oh. the society of these people. Because I, I didn't watch any of the promos. I just saw like the reaction, you know? Mm. Sexy Beast for those, I, I'm sure, I, I don't know if you've seen it around the internet, but it's just people going on a dating show, but the premise is that they all just wear masks. And then you find out at the end. It's like the yeah. Mass Singer dating show. Yeah. Um, and then the last show we're doing is Schmigadoo. Schmigadoo. Schmigadoon? Schmigadoobadoobie. However you pronounce it. All right. So let's start off with Sexy Beast. What'd you think of the first epi? Oh, by the way, we're doing ep- first epis. We're a classic OG Pilot Boys today, yeah. brothers. Classics. It was very strange experience watching it. How's that? Uh, because of the prosthetic makeup stuff, the special effects makeup that they put on, it was it's really good. Like it's really good quality. Yeah. Like they, it looks like it took hours. Yeah, you know. Now that I think about it, this is kind of employing the practical effects. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But you know, you know what I'm curious to know, and this is just like, I mean, I guess this is loosely related, but I feel like with the rise of like makeover makeup artists you know like uh like on youtube and stuff there's like these elaborate kind of like transformations mm-hmm. using makeup and i don't know if they use prosthetics i'm sure they have to i'm sure that the industries that keep this is my theory based in nothing the There's industries no that keep uh you know like this prosthetic practical effects stuff alive besides the very few movies that they get is probably like drag race stuff and mm-hmm. makeup artists, right? Like, that seems to be, like, the realm where they exist a lot of the time. Now. Yeah. Because it's, like, these elaborate-ass costumes. Yeah. One of my... Or cosplayers also, right? When I used to do, like, academic coaching, one of the students that I I helped mm-hmm. wanted to go into, like, the practical effects, yeah. like, special effects makeup stuff. I mean, yeah, like, for the movies, like, practical gore and stuff. Practical effects for those unaware is just like the plastic kind of like old looking shit like Guillermo del Toro's shit Mm -hmm. and like when I was doing research with this with this client like the only path towards that was like through makeup 
right. like actually getting your cos like cosmetology license yeah. and like that's like what that industry evolved into yeah right i mean that's that is what it is like it's not like these they don't exist today like there's still fools who do like you know like they have a lot like they're in makeup for a while like i think you know at least marvel does it to an extent but not 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 that much anyways we're getting sidetracked so <laughs> it's 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 this idea that like you're going on a dating show and you don't know what the person who you're sitting across from looks like because they're in this like heavy makeup and then you find out at the end what they actually look like mm-hmm. where does this fit in like dating shows for you like it, it seems so absurd <laughs> right yeah it seems like i think it actually seems like an episode or like a tv show from interdimensional cable from like rick and morty yeah it just feels i I think it's just the the fact that it's like such high quality makeup yeah like effects is like it really throws you off because you're looking at them and like how can they manage to even have a normal conversation when they look like that yeah but then like you watch the show and you can see that they invested 99.999% of the budget in the makeup and, like, the premise. And the rest is just, like, here, you have this piece of shit. Like, it's not entertaining. I mean, it's not that no. interesting, right? No. Like, I, I don't know if it's the people that they picked or maybe i just been out of the reality TV show game because my reality TV show, or not TV shows, like, whatever, whatever these things are called. <laughs> Jersey Shore. Yeah, it was like Jersey Shore, fucking Flavor of Love, or like I Love New York. Even that Monique show, the one where she's like, she teaches them how to be proper. I never you don't remember that the show? one. No. Yeah, that was interesting because a lot of the alum, al- alum, alumnus, the alum from. Maybe you can just say alums. I I love New York are from there, and like Flavor of Love, like. They were like, she teaches them how to be classy. Mm. I feel like I have to watch an episode. Just it's so pretty wild. Because like. For context. I feel like this was Monique's era of like. Charm school. It was called. Mm. This was it like her era familiar. where like. You know, Monique comes from a comedy background. And she was kind of always like a raunchy comic, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then she was like. Kind of like what T.I. did. Where he's like elder statesman now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I felt like it was that. It's like the guys who like, yeah, I, I kind of have a career now and I'm going to teach other people mm. kind of shit. At least that's what it that's what it seemed like for me at the time. Because I think this was after uh, the Parkers for sure. But before Precious. Mm. You know? So yeah. like, anyways, I keep getting sidetracked because <laughs> I'm thinking about better reality TV shows. Mm. Yeah, I mean, like overall not worth i will not be watching it probably maybe i'll watch one or two episodes yeah when i'm really like, really bored i feel like the prosthetics are so good that it's might be worth tuning into yeah like maybe with like a, a few glasses of wine because like once you're watching it like what you're really paying attention to is what they're gonna look like you're like i need to this person better be the hottest person <laughs> or what you what i realistically what i expected was this per- this person better be the ugliest piece of shit of all time because that would be amazing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like they pick him and like he's like he's ugly. Like, yeah, he's got like holes in his face, you know? Like, <laughs> or she's ugly. It's just like the ugliest piece yeah. of shit. I just feel like for this first episode, 
they definitely went in like a very it was very tame right like the personalities are pretty tame yeah like bros and like they're all yeah. bros for the most part yeah i i feel like i would have liked to see some like stranger character like characters yeah like at least get the like socially awkward kids who dress like this and cosplay and like are dating each other that's way more interesting like saying putting the the fucking nerds who show up I, I, maybe i'm being too mean <laughs> <laughs> like just get some foods from uh anime like Comic-Con expo or anime expo and then just put them together and that's way more interesting you know what i mean God, it would be so awkward. But but they'd be like genuinely like, interested in each imagine other. Imagine how great like watching that would be. <laughs> that would be great. Because like I already enjoy doing that without it being a TV show, <laughs> and like seeing it, it would be so like hard to watch. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, also at least from this episode, you can tell that these people thought they were like hot. Yeah. You know, sure. like, yeah, like, I'm just, like, a, I'm a pretty girl, yeah. and I'm but a hot guy. But also, who goes out to these casting calls? It's usually yeah. these foods. But, like, if it were, like, a cosplay, like, show. It'd be genuine. It'd be, yeah. Right. <laughs> it'd be, like, regular-looking people. Exactly. I feel like that's what I was expecting. But, okay, so the reason why I was actually interested the first time around is because I thought that this was just, like, a community of freaks <laughs> who just dress up like animals. Like bestiality. Like I, I, yeah, I thought it was, like, a furry thing <laughs> like a fur- for a sec. <laughs> Like, I legit thought it was like, oh, Netflix gave these foods, gave the furries, a, a like, a, mm-hmm. a reality TV mm-hmm. show. And I was like, that's kind of interesting. Like, they're they're catering to a market. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, no, this is just fucking hot people in, in costumes. Yeah. Which I guess is a Marvel movie. Right? True. Anything else you want to say about this? Mm, I, mean, I think it's, like, worth the watch. It goes by pretty quickly. Yeah. And if you look at it like as a surrealist commentary on life, (laughs) it's kind of wild. Like the idea of watching this show feels absurd. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like our attentions need to be stimulated so much that like we can't even take regular dating shows anymore. Like (laughs) they have to be to this absurd level. I I mean, not to say that there aren't already absurd dating shows. Like, the concept of The Bachelor or, like, any of those shows is already absurd. Like, the fact that you're looking for TV... I mean, you're looking for love on TV is already absurd. Mm -hmm. And the fact that this one makes it kind of a weird game is, like, deconstructionist (laughs) sometimes? I don't know, you know? It's it's like a weird experience watching it. I think, like, Netflix is really, like, cornering the market on, like, strain... higher concept dating reality tv shows yeah like very specific yeah like too like too hot to handle is interesting what is it love at first no not, not love at first sight love is blind yeah love, love on is the blind. spectrum indian matchmaking mm-hmm. i mean th- those aren't dating i guess they are right they are dating yeah. shows but yeah they're, they're all dating shows yeah but love on the spectrum is way better than this yeah like it's like actually earnest one minute of love on the spectrum is like better than this entire it makes you feel like it is i feel like it's the only dating show that i've ever watched that like made me feel good this one feels like it's a fucking like girls gone wild commercial like you just need the fucking (laughs) steel drums it's it's so ridiculous like every pun you could think of every like it's just bad it's just like when tv like when spike tv had like mansers it's just like terrible writing Mm -hmm. and like sometimes it's painful to watch yeah also like 
if I mean, you're not, hot, not you to... don't usually have a personality. Right. Like, <laughs> I mean, it, like, you know what I mean? Like, right. nothing against hot people. Uh, no, fuck hot people. <laughs> Why are you hot and I'm not? <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, I don't really care about their, like, it's hard, it's hard for them to have a conversation because they just. Yeah. Don't really know how to talk about anything other than like right. irrelevant, yeah. superficial stuff. Which is also like, it's just it's just like the layers of absurdity are so absurd that it just ends up being normal, kind of. But like the shit that they care about is so mundane. It's like what? Like that's just, you're not saying it. It's just like listening to people's profiles on Instagram sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like that's. Like what that one guy in the first episode who's like the stone looking guy. Mm-hmm. What did he he was talking about like the shit that he was into. He was into mm-hmm. like uh positivity or like you know what I'm talking about? I don't I mean that's also just how not interesting they are. Yeah. Like, I cannot tell you like anything about their personalities. Right. It's just like it's just so uninteresting. <laughs> yeah. Like once you get past the 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 premise and the cons and like the the costumes it's just like what am i really watching yeah and i feel like they worked overtime to try and make it interesting like, like with like little sounds attention. like right. little music and like yeah that's what i'm saying like there there's but it's like so low common denominator type content which I mean, look i'm a i'm a piece of shit for talking about a reality tv show like this cuz obviously that's what it's built for mm-hmm. but I don't know. I just feel like, I don't know, maybe the reality TV shows that I grew up with felt more interesting, but, like, this one just wasn't it. Like, I mean, I, I watched a couple. Like, I watched, like, Room Raiders or, like, the one where you date someone's mom to, like, like the MTV ones. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I used to watch a bunch of those, and, like, those were way more interesting. And this one's just, like, okay, we got, we got like, a a wild concept that isn't that wild once you think about it. Yeah. I think, like, once you get past the concept, it's, like, pretty straightforward dating show. Yeah. Like, all it really is is, like, to, like, big up makeup artists for the most part, right? <laughs> yeah. What would you rate a... I would rate it... What's it called again? Sexy, Sexy Beast. Beast. I would rate it a 2.5. I think I'd go, like, a 1 or something. <laughs> 1.5. Like, I I felt like I was watching it out of hate at some point. Mm. I was just like, I hate this. I mean, like, watching them kiss, like, watching them make out, that's, like, the best part. Uh, yeah, and also, like, you don't care about these characters. You're just like, these are terrible people. Like, say what you will about the late masterpiece, Jersey Shore. But at least I was compelled by these characters. They were simple people, and you get to see, it was, like, archaeological sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know? Like yeah, I mean, that, that's the problem with this first episode is that they didn't have a character that stood out yeah. with a personality. Right. Maybe in other episodes there'd be like some freaks out there, you know, that have yeah. like interesting personalities. But for this first episode, it did not leave an impression. Yeah. Weak pilot. I would yeah. go probably one one point five. Pretty low score I've ever given. Like I, I'm, I feel like reality TV shows are so easy to get into. Like they're built to be that way. But I just like I was invested at all for these. Uh, all right, so let's do Schmigadoon. This is the new Apple, Apple TV, TV show with Keegan-Michael Key and Cecily Strong. Yeah. And Cicely. it is 
both a pro musical and anti musical. Mm-hmm. What what but is the first episode musical. about? About it is about these two this doctors, this couple that have a beautiful love story, but now they're five years into their relationship, and they are disillusioned yeah. with their relationship like they're just in a rut yeah and they go on a couple's retreat in the wilderness and get lost and they end up in musical narnia yeah basically yeah and everybody sings but okay so i I, usually i'm not the big musical guy but this one was fun because they put a character in there that doesn't like musicals so like it gives part of the audience that isn't you know a fucking music musical freak like a person to align with i guess or like mm-hmm. points out the absurdity of like sometimes musical ass foods are very like this is everything but to everybody else who isn't into it it's just like eh, it's like fine but <laughs> you, you, you look crazy sometimes and yeah. i think keegan michael key was that for me mm-hmm. you know like mm-hmm. Him being so upset at the absurdity that, like, people only speak in music, you know, is kind of funny. And it is it is both, like, similar to one of your favorite shows. Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. What'd you think of this? I I liked it. I, I thought it was a really good first episode. I, I, I also just love the concept. They got some really major talent with uh, Kristen Chenoweth as uh, one of the musical people. I don't even know who that is. She's um she's a wicked lady. She's uh, one of the Right. I don't know who that is. She's one of the wicked ladies. Like I'm sure they're they She's just like she's like musical royalty, I wanna say. Okay. But she's been doing she's been doing T V for a while too. Gotcha. She's been around. Yeah. So like that's I mean the fact that she's like in it I feel like lends it to like gives clout to the musical audience yeah that's that's like it validates yeah uh-huh but I, I like the first episode and and the concept is cool the fact that it's like a, a couple in a rut yeah and this is kind of how they process that it makes it all the more interesting there yeah. is like an emotional component to it right where like i feel musicals usually fall flat like it's like it's about the music yeah and like the story along with the music but not necessarily like it's it's always kind of corny. Yeah. And there aren't like really like deep emotional scenes because. But there seems it seems like they're really fighting. Yeah. Like it and seems like, like there's like. The music is not helping. Tension. There's actual tension and the music only makes it worse. Right. And also like to, to point out that I think it also reminds me of Crazy X. But I really liked Crazy X because it didn't feel that way. Like it didn't feel like every single thing has to be in service to the musical. And it, it felt like the story beats were allowed to breathe and to, you know, kind of bloom instead of just like constantly being surrounded by music. And I think also the show is constructed in a way where like the music is kind of absurd. Like the use of music is kind of absurd, which gets into like, you know, the like meta-ness of it all, mm-hmm. which is why I like Crazy X and it's why I like this because... You really get like a split audience. Like you get a pro, you get two protagonists: one that's pro musicals and one that's pro, or like anti musicals, who mm-hmm. just like hates it. Yeah, and like it also just shows like 
the tension between the personalities that like you know one of them is like really into this like whimsical romantic gesture thing yeah. that like musicals accompany like come with and like Keegan Michael Key's character is like I'm a realist and yeah. like this doesn't make sense and I'm not gonna do this right what else is there anything else you want to say about it um, I thought it was really fun like it felt like a good way to introduce a non-musical audience yeah and I respect I like I give them credit for that yeah it felt like they gave them like a gift card to like an improv show mm. like I gave a couple an, a, a ticket to an improv show yeah and then they have to be in like, yeah, they like the audience member that the, participates in the improv show, like out of their comfort zone. Yeah, show, right. It was like it's like they have to do yes and, and you know they don't, yeah. they don't always do the yes and. Yeah, and like he's not being receptive or like he's not being open to like trying this. Yeah, I mean, which is why like it works too because it's kind of a metaphor for their failing relationships and. You know, like different character types Mm -hmm. or like different, you know, like attitudes. And it's probably the reason why they're clashing as well. Like everything in the the story kind of suggests that. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that's another like the concept itself is very similar to Crazy X and that like it uses the musical or the rom-com. Yeah. The musical and the rom-com aspects of it. I thought you were going to bring it up. Do you even like rom-coms? bro i don't know yeah but the first like what two three minutes is basically a rom-com yeah right yeah oh uh, yeah i did say that it reminded me of the mini project also because that's how it starts too like it starts with this like whimsical romance yeah and then like it devolves she falls on on a bike or something yeah like on his wedding yeah yeah yeah. so I'm, i'm i'm excited for it i feel like it is it has a lot going for it yeah got two good leads too yeah i mean i'm not i don't really know cecily strong's career like that but i am a big keegan michael key fan yeah so i am too i'm excited to see where it, it just feels like they're like they're down you yeah. know like they're 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 game to just yeah take it wherever it goes which is fun because mm-hmm. like it can be like they can, I, i'm interested to see how they create like comedy together i guess yeah and what i also like about it is like Sure, like it's a musical and the songs are there, but like we know that the songs are awful. Yeah. You know, like yeah, they're not like pretending like the songs are like right. really great songs. That's a good point. Yeah, I didn't um, think about that. They're just like cheesy. They're just cheesy, generic. Yeah. musical numbers. But that that also highlights the difference in their personalities. Mm-hmm. Where like one, you know, doesn't like this kind of shit, and one is into the cheese or mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. Uh, what would you rate this? I would rate this, I think I'd give it a four. I think it was like really entertaining, a really good first episode. Yeah. Setting up the universe. A good uh, pilot from Apple. Mm Mm-hmm. Because they don't have a lot of bangers after Ted Lasso. Yeah. Ted Lasso is great, though. Still. All right. I'd probably give it a four, too. 3.8, maybe? Probably four. I I think if it was a lot funnier, I would have, like, really been on board. Mm -hmm. But... It was really entertaining, and I was, like, into it. And I would keep watching. Yeah. Yeah, I want to keep watching. So, yeah, the last one. White Lotus. This is the new HBO Max show. Mm-hmm. Or HBO. I don't know. The new Mike White show. The guy who did Enlighten- Enlightenment? 
and Beatrice goes to dinner and he's he's done, I think he did Orange County too. He's done a bunch of stuff. Mm. He's like a interesting writer. I like his stuff. Um so when I when I heard that this was coming out I was like, "Oh, like I fuck with Mike White." And it was an interesting as first episode. Like mm-hmm. it's it's not like what we usually watch. It's kind of it's kind of an interesting premise right away. Yeah. So, I, I think it's it's cool. It's about a resort the White Lotus Resort. I don't know where it is. I think it's in Hawaii. And it's basically following the thread of like various characters from like, you know, this young couple who recently got married and are there on their honeymoon to an older couple who's been there for a while to like these two smart, hot girls, well-read girls or whatever. And it's just kind of weaved in the first episode along with Stifler's mom. Yeah. Like a single right. older lady. And it's kind of predicated, like you get the fir- the the future, like it's foreshadowing kind of shit, whatever. Cold o- the cold opens, like there's a dead body involved. So it's going to be, it seems like it's going to be kind of a whodunit, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm on board. It just feels like a lot of little threads and like snappy and smart writing and mm-hmm. like, it's my kind of show. Yeah. I didn't know he... So he did Beatrice? He wrote it. He wrote it. So it's done like a bunch of stuff. And Enlightened is about a woman who has like... That's a, a Laura Dern show. Yeah. Amazing show. I actually really like it. It's uh, about like corporate kind of like uh, gender, sexual harassment, like uh, people being involved kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is it is kind of the same thing. Like it's she's not like rich, but... It is kind of about, like, exploring, like, social norms and, like, just shit like that. Mm-hmm. But I, I think he, he writes interesting characters and, mm-hmm. like, kind of odd characters sometimes. Yeah. And there's definitely a lot of odd characters in this. And yeah. it's it's fun to see them interact. There's also, like, even though they all feel kind of like their character types, like, turned up all the way, like, the worst qualities of these kinds of characters. Yeah. Um, it feels like they're real. Yeah. Cuz like you know, when you're at a when you're on vacation, you're just like not yourself at the same yeah. time you it's are. It's like a like, stage break from your life. Yeah, and like it like brings out like the worst in you sometimes. Yeah. Or like things you didn't know about yourself. Yeah. Or like you start to act like a different person cuz you're not where you're used to being. Mhm. Like your your schedule has shifted. Like right. your whole like it's a break from your life, yeah. And so you like you really get to see the kind of person you actually are. Yeah, and also the type of, not only that, but like the type of like inhibitions that people still have, even though they're on vacation. Like mm-hmm. that classic Kanye line is like, "How are you gonna be mad on vacation?" Mm-hmm. But like we get that with uh, Little Jim from The Office. I don't know Jack- his fucking name. Jack Lacey? Jake Lacey? Yeah, he's like a hard ass because he didn't get like the honeymoon suite and then mm-hmm. like it's just like a lot of character types but like they're interesting to watch. Mm-hmm. Like these little threads weave together. Like uh, Jennifer Coolidge, she she has this storyline with uh, Natasha Roth- Rothwell of Insecure fame <laughs> where she's the masseuse, the masseur or whatever mm-hmm. it is and Jennifer Connelly is like in love with Jennifer her. Coolidge. Jennifer O'Connelly. 
Jennifer Coolidge, Stifler's mom is like in love with, you know, her fingers or whatever. <laughs> and it's just kind of like a... It's like oddly like, sexual really quick. Yeah, like but the like way you they shoot think, it. Yeah. There's like a, mis- a mysteriousness to Natasha Rothwell. And I think that, you know, it's great to see because we know her from Insecure and we know she's funny. Like she's got like a physical presence. But like here, it's like... It's not relying on line deliveries because usually her work or in Insecure is, is usually like her being funny through like something that she's saying. Mm-hmm. And this is just like she's just kind of silent. But she she's like a great like casting for this. I don't yeah. know. I really I really enjoy yeah, no. her performance. Her role as like a, you know, it's customer service based. Right. So she has to like you can see her character putting on like the facade of like we're going to do this spiritual like thing now. But there's also like big dick energy. Like there's a like she knows she's got it, you know? Like <laughs> she, she knows she's packing. Like she knows that her massages are are that good type mm, shit. You know, mm, like there's like mm. a, a confidence to her. Yeah, which I thought was like, interesting. I mean, she's like the head the head masseuse or yeah. whatever. But like it's also the fact that like she's so used to dealing with people like this that she's unfazed by like someone who wants her so badly like i think that that's where the confidence mm. came from where i was just like oh there's like a secret confidence to this character where like she's unfazed by you know seemingly rich people because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. she has something they want type shit yeah like she's confident in her role yeah like it's not like she feels like i mean she's bending over backwards for this person but there's also like she's trying to draw a boundary yeah and she's obviously had experience drawing boundaries with these yeah, kinds she knows of people how to, like shut it down right yeah there. what did you think of sydney sweeney and not sydney sweeney and her friend <laughs> <laughs> i think that's um we've just watched the first episode but i feel like the people i follow online talk about the show and like how scary they are as teenagers and, like, there's something quite terrifying about, like, a smart teenager that kind of is, like, plugged in to, like, all of the things online. Yeah. You know, there's, like, this judgment. There's immediate judgment there's, like, a when fear. you're talking to them. There's a fear when talking to them. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think the show takes the, you know, like, the perspective of the adults who kind of fear children. Like, this, mm-hmm. it's not, I don't necessarily think that they have a power, but they have a presence to them. You yeah. know what I mean? There's just judgment. Yeah. There's like, everything is judgmental. <laughs> and it's also interesting because all it is is just like popular girl energy with a little bit of like, like a little more informed. Like debate. Like, she, I feel like she's in the debate team, you know? But like... But like hot girl debate That's team. what I'm saying. Like, it's a mean girl shit, mm-hmm, for sure. Mm-hmm. Like, you remember 21 Drum Street where like, Everybody yeah, like all school. the popular kids were like really smart and right. going to Berkeley. Like uh, he brings like a Mustang or like some muscle car and he's like, wow, man, you're really burning. Like you're really destroying the environment kind of shit, which is funny. But like it's the same energy of like hot person and like, you know, like hot person kind of energy, except it's changing their character type to be like the smart one, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Yeah. But also I think that there's like a there's a little bit of of a f- facade to the characters i think like, yeah they're doing it because it's like a social norm it seems like right 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, even like she brought her friend along because she didn't want to be alone. Yeah. And then she gets a little jealous when like her friend is flirting with one of the characters, like one of the waiters or something. Yeah. You know, so obviously there's like some insecurity there. Yeah. Um, but you can't really tell because she's like, she's always on. She's yeah. always judging, like, she's talking to her mom and her dad. Yeah. About him, like, having, like, his dad being, like, gay or something. Right. And she's like, that's really homophobic, dad. How could you say that? <laughs> like, and Connie Britton's character's like, well, we're not, he's in a safe environment. We're not going to cancel him. Are you going to cancel your dad? Yeah. She's like, maybe. <laughs> um, I'm interested to see, like, how they use these characters because they seem like fun, kind of like way, like, of course, to like infuse some levity, but also just, I want to hear the kind of shit that they say. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. I think it'd be funny. Their conversations are funny. Right. I think. Because they're, they're like pop culture ish. Like, it's like musing about pop culture stuff right? yeah like what did she say like yeah hillary clinton is neo- a neocon and a neolib and like that was just like a passing <laughs> yeah. conversation yeah it's, it seems like it's gonna be fun like cool little lines about like commenting on like what they think mm-hmm. gen z or what is it is it gen z no they're gen they're gen, gen z. z yeah yeah and was there anything else about this um we can close it out yeah i'm excited i think it was a really also a really strong first episode there's a lot a lot happening and i'm I'm like excited to see it i'm excited to see jim not jim yeah jake lacy like i feel like usually he's like i i've described him as like like a hunk yeah like a rom-com hunk (laughs) (laughs) a white hunk you like have labeled him as that I said that. I was like, yeah. I've described him as this. I that is how I said it. Um, I mean, but like you, like I'm all right, all right, for sure. You got, you got it, bro. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? But you're like, yeah. People say that he's a he's kind of a rom com hunk. I've I I read I read that somewhere and I <laughs> you wrote I, it <laughs> and I have stuck with it because I think it's such a great description. But yeah, you know, like he was in what's his what's some he was in Girls. Right. Um. He was High in Fidelity. High Fidelity. He's been in. He's in I think he was in uh, Problem Child. Right. Wait. No. What's is no, that what's the one? It, That's the obvious child. Obvious child. The, the Jenny Slate, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he always kind of plays like this, just this lovable hunk. Yeah, he's an just, indie rom com hunk. He's in uh, uh, Rami also. Right. Yeah. I mean, I I I just have an <laughs> issue with the word hunk here. <laughs> you know um not my hunk but can be your hunk not my hunk but sure um how yeah. would you describe him he's like a guy you know <laughs> he looks like he fucking uh, he just looks like a guy mm. like a kind of generic guy he's mm. not jim you know mm-hmm. i was like why would they even compare him to jim he's not hot like jim is hot when in the office mm-hmm. no yeah i know uh <laughs> Oh, he was in... Uh, no, you said that already. So, <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, I agree. I, I I think that that guy's interesting because he's always playing, like, the lovable type. Mm-hmm. So, to see him kind of in, like, a bitchy role... Yeah, he's definitely a bitch. He's a messy bench. He's a messy bench, and I love it. Yeah. Alexandra Daddario. Her Alejandro? eyes... 
the dark scare me they will always scare me i feel she just looks she's just wide-eyed all the time yeah her eyes are crazy in true detective that one episode i didn't watch it yeah her eyes were crazy yeah when she lifted her shirt her eyes were <laughs> <laughs> but it's like um, the iconic scene from that yeah i mean I'm, I'm i'm i had a lot of fun with this and it feels very much like some mike white shit yeah it just feels like they're making fun of like everything white like white rich people and yeah. i'm here for that yeah what would you rate this i would have 4.5 yeah pretty high yeah pretty high up there yeah i would go 4.5 like solid good run entertaining I mean, even the fact that, like, one of the characters, like, uh, like one of the, it's, like, her first day at work, and, like, she oh, has to hide. Right. Should I say it? I mean, yeah, spoilers, yeah, right? Spoilers. spoilers for the first episode. But, like, she has to hide the fact that she's pregnant because it's her yeah. first day, and, like. The manager who thinks he's hot shit, thinks he notices everything. Yeah. Missed the fact that he hired a pregnant, pregnant woman, woman. <laughs> went into labor <laughs> on the first day and there's like a high class resort right. with like millionaires in yeah. attendance but it, it still reveals that like it's still the same as any job that it still reveals like there's incompetencies in any job mm-hmm. which is funny yeah so yeah i'd go 4.5 too all right how long do you think sex you think sexy beast is gonna get another season probably a lot of people are talking about it i feel it. like you got a lot of like buzz psyop buzz on uh, twitter that they obviously paid for yeah i mean like it's visually striking i guess yeah but it's not it's not much substance to Mm -hmm. it like even in like a bad way Mm -hmm. like it's not even good to watch in a bad way sometimes yeah it's not it's not as messy as i would like it to be yeah uh how long do you I'd, i'd say probably like three seasons I think it's going to get picked up for another. I mean, like, maybe it's too expensive, though. There was, like, zero drama. There was, like, no drama yeah. in the first episode. For Why? real. Like, None of the, like, ka-chum, you know, like, the where they change the music. Yeah, and, like, there's, like, no stakes involved, really. Yeah. And they show, like, oh, this is the girl you were on a date with. And it's like, oh, dang, she's beautiful. Damn, she's hot. All right, well, bye. <laughs> and it's also like, all right, so they already... <laughs> They released one guy, and they're like, all right, you got rid of him. Now you have to see how hot he is. And then she chooses her final guy, and he's just like, all right, you guys are together, but you have to see what he looks like. And by that point, she doesn't even give a fuck. She's like, I already chose my guy. Like, <laughs> It's not like I'm going to change my shit. Yeah. Or maybe that's where the drama's going to come in. Yeah. She's like, oh, fuck, Like this guy's actually ugly. Yeah. Not okay, my that type. That guy's ugly as shit. I'm going to get with that guy. <laughs> I'd say three seasons. Yeah. What about Schmigadoon? How long do you think it's going to go for? I don't know. Does Apple renew stuff? Does Apple cancel stuff? Uh, I think... I don't know how well it's doing, but... I, I feel like this At least a second a season. A second, for sure. I mean, like, Dickinson got a second season. Yeah, so did Ted Lasso. Uh, I mean, but Ted, everybody loved Ted Lasso. It's true. Lasso and if gang. you don't, then there's a problem. Lasso like, gang, you have a problem. You should, um, you should go to therapy. <laughs> and white lotus is a mini series so Mm. that's it but yeah guys have fun in therapy (laughs) peace bye